every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have uh, Daisy Luther is our guest today. And uh, I want you to note one thing here as we take our two commercial breaks during this particular segment. I want you to note very clearly that we are offering you things that really you could expect to have to use. And we turn down 90% of the advertising we get offered here at the Common Sense Show for that reason. And so um, some people say, oh, Dave, I want commercial free. Well, we do have that on our TV. Okay, but this is terrestrial radio <laughs> and digital. So, uh, and, and some people have been saying, we, we don't want any more commercials, guys. We have the least commercials of any terrestrial show that's out there. So I just thought I would address that. But it's all designed to help you. I mean, we're talking about communications, food. Um, let's see what we're doing today. Oh, um, kind of bulletproofing some of your investments against what's coming. And you can't totally bulletproof it, but you can do some things that will help minimize the damage. And that's what we're doing today. So, you know, like I said, we're just trying to help. And a lot of you are new and you not really know how we do things here at the Common Sense Show. Our audience is growing exponentially. We're really glad to have you. But please listen to me. What we're covering today with Daisy and what I cover on most days, I've been covering some of these things for 15 years. And I've been telling you, I, this is coming. This is coming, folks. They're not doing these things. They're not saying these things because they're being, uh, oh, they're just being funny. They're just joking. No, the very things that these communists who've overtaken our country are doing right now, they warned us about. I mean, it's almost like we're repeating 2014. That's the biggest thing I see. I wrote another article. If you look up on the Common Sense Show, you'll see it. It says, uh, what will come first, civil war or secession? Or will one cause the other? And this is where we're at. It's not hyperbole, folks. It's in our face. And Daisy is an expert in helping people prepare for what's coming. She uh, has a reputation both in, in the mainstream media where people who've never heard of these conflicts and remain ignorantly bliss, um, they follow her work, and then our audience follows her work. So I thought she'd be a good person to turn to today to kind of navigate us through some of these things. But uh, Daisy, I'm really glad you're with us. It's always good to prevail upon your expert opinion. But I want to kind of just set the stage here. Um, we, I, I believe in many ways, and it's different, but we're at 1861, and um, I believe the first shots have not yet been fired, although they might have been, and it might be called the vaccine shot, either take the jab or die. I mean, if you want to eat, you better take the vaccine. That's what what's happening across the country. And my gosh, Daisy, I've, I've never seen such division in our country. In, in the Civil War, the South was mad because the North was tariffing products they needed um, and making them more expensive, and of course the slavery issue. And those were two primary issues. Today, today, it's like you got to sit down and start counting the issues, and you're going to get to the second hand very quickly. Oh, yeah. Everything is so incredibly tense. Um, there is honestly no way to write anything that isn't going to tick someone off or offend someone. <laughs> no. 
No, there's not. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I'm not called a bunch of names. You know? But you oh, know what's, yeah. what's interesting, too? Um, there's a phenomenon sweeping the country, and it doesn't do any good, and I don't really think it's a good idea because sometimes kids are present. I just don't think it's a good example to set. But you go to a college football game. Um, Joe Biden doesn't have to even be there. You can go to the congressional baseball game. You can go to a stock car race. Or in my case, you can go to an Eagles concert, and you're going to hear the F Joe Biden, and it's sweeping the country. Oh, yeah. It's becoming like a battle oh, yeah. cry for rebellion. It's crazy. Oh, people are so sick of it. I, you know, I try to be politically sort of neutral. I'm I'm more of a libertarian than a conservative. I'm definitely not a liberal. Um, so I I have criticized every president that has been in office since I began writing in alternative media. Um, and I try to take it action by action. You know, there were some things that President Trump did that I wholeheartedly agreed with and some things that I was very disappointed in. Mm -hmm. With Biden, I have been 100% disappointed. Every time he opens his mouth, everything he signs, it has been nothing but sheer disappointment and disgust. Yeah, I I I criticize people say, "Oh, Dave, you're one of the Trump supporters." I criticized Trump on many fronts, many fronts. But oh, I know you did. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, he was for America until the last year. I agree. His presidency was taken away from him during the pandemic. Yes, yes, and I agree with you there. Um, I I think that he did have our best interests at heart. Um, it's unfortunate that showmanship kind of got in the way. Um, but he really was leading with the intention of bringing our economy back. Because mm. he's a businessman. That's what he does. Money. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I, I think at the end of the day... Well, I'll back up. The very first thing he did when he got into office, and no one ever talks about this, was he destroyed the TPP. And what people don't know until you read the fine print, which I did do, the TPP had a 22-person council set up, and they were going to be given by Congress veto power over anything the president did, any Supreme Court ruling, any congressional law. We would have been under a corporate dictatorship. Uh, been a corporate oligarchy. I did not know that. And and Trump Trump, if he was a total globalist, like some people said, oh, he's a plant. He was there for them all the time. He wouldn't have destroyed that if that was his intention, because this is what's being set up today. Right. This is what Biden's right. doing. So wow. And, and then he he turned on China. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Biden's owned by China. And and he also he changed the trade yep. balance. He he made uh, manufacturing come home. He did a carrot and stick approach there and brought jobs to America. Uh, we had record employment among all groups of people, um, historic employment. So don't I, I hate that Daisy when people say he was always one of them. No, he wasn't. His presidency was taken away for reasons we do not know in the in his last year. When the Wuhan flu came here. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I also think that he was used as a scapegoat for everything bad that's happened in the last decade. That's because he was for America. And the forces that yep. are causing us problems are purposely destroying America. Can, can you name one thing, Daisy, that Biden has done that's been good for America? No. I can't either. I can't, I can't think, think of, of one thing. No. No, I can't either. I can't think of one thing. Um, yeah, it's it's just obscene. Everything he has done, everything he has stood for is anti-American. And he tries to act like, oh, I'm here for the little guy, like this, this grandfatherly nice little old man. But 
he wants to know if if I have more than six hundred dollars in my bank account <laughs> so that they can tax it. Yeah. And they're expecting to net more than three billion extra tax dollars with that move. Three billion. Now, who has six hundred dollars in their bank account? Poor people. Right before rent. We've all got six hundred dollars in our bank account right before rent or mortgage. Like all of us. So they're they're treating us all like we're the financial elite when what he ran on was, oh, why isn't Amazon paying their fair share? But no, no, they're just going to screw every single one of us to the wall. Yeah, uh, well, there's another factor, too, and I, I suppose I shouldn't be afraid to mention this too many times. But um, I watched Janet Yellen's testimony in the Senate and both days, and uh, John Kennedy really pinned her down and got her to admit some things. One, she's, without going to detail on this, she's made it, with her policy, she'll make it impossible for any American to inherit anything unless you're terribly wealthy and can pay a tremendous tax. Um, I'll just give you one example on houses. Let's say your house appreciates over the course of your life from 200000 to 800000 over 40 years, and that'd be expected, but your heir would have to pay the tax on $800,000. And that's one of the reasons why I believe they've, they've spent $85 billion to hire more IRS agents. They're going to make sure that your property assessed value is done correctly. But the, here's the big thing, and I don't know if you know this or not, and I, I have told this to legislators inside the Arizona State Legislature, and to have one of them come back and say, holy blank, Dave, you're correct. So here's what uh, she also admitted to. They have this thing called unrealized income, and it's not just for inheritance. If your house today, let's say, is worth 500000 and you're living in a market where BlackRock is buying up all the mortgages in your area at 20 to 50 percent above cost your appreciation is going to go through the roof so let's just say it's on the low end 20 percent that means that you right. now have to come up with what 40 uh, or, or the 40 percent of the uh, excuse me you're going to pay 43 percent tax on five hundred and eighty thousand dollars i'm not making this up she said this and she said, the wealthy have sat too long on this unrealized income. Sorry, anyone who owns a house, they can't afford to make that payment. I mean, who can pay approximately $40,000 a year on appreciated tax? And BlackRock is doing this intentionally. They're made up of members of the Fed and people that run the stock market. And they're intentionally driving up real estate costs in this country uh, by paying over market prices. So when their appreciation tax comes in, Americans will be forced out of their homes and will all become serfs on the feudal manor. Did you know about this? I, just now, <laughs> I am this many years old when I learned about this. Yeah. How about um, that? I'm 100% sure. I mean, we've got her on tape. And I watched it and, and I've done, yeah. gosh, I've done... Uh, two YouTubes on I did one I did then I did an update as I looked into it and found more and I wrote about it a couple of days ago um, I'm really trying to sound the alarm here and and Senator Kennedy gets it I mean he he flat nailed her to the wall who do you think you are you're going to destroy the country and uh, Tucker Carlson even commented on it so even Fox News reported on this and see, this is where you got to wonder when the wow. mainstream media starts saying, you know, I'm going to go along with you to a certain point, but if you're going to cost me my home, to hell with you. Exactly, exactly. Well, with something I want to bring up, you know how we got those, quote, marvelous uh, stimulus checks last year and early this year. So about $1,800, I believe, is what it totals, like a $1,200 and a $600. Um, my daughter makes $12,000 a year. She does not make a lot of money. Um, you know, she's young. She's 20 years old. 
and just getting started out and the pandemic restrictions she works in the beauty industry so the pandemic restrictions have meant that she hasn't been able to use her license to practice or anything like that Mm -hmm. so she's taking odds and ends kinds of jobs and doing some work for me she got a letter from the irs saying that her math on her taxes was incorrect and that she owed taxes on her stimulus of over a thousand dollars this this girl who makes twelve thousand dollars a year owes an extra thousand dollars out of that um they took away her four hundred and sixty dollar income tax return that um you know because she had paid in and now they're saying that she owes the balance by october 25th and apparently 11 million americans have received similar letters and according to the taxpayer advocate service um the irs has neglected to inform people of their full legal rights on this like this is going to be a disaster so really those stimulus checks actually made it worse for everyone who is struggling right now because now they're going to have to come up with money to we at the common sense show have a great tv show we bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in because what once was coming is no longer coming it's already here and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future you can find us at the common sense show.tv commercial free censorship free and we're getting five star ratings on the world's major platforms again check us out today at the common sense show.tv Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time pay the irs and you know the irs's interest rates it's just going to go up and up and up and up like that letter was she received it yesterday it was sent on the first and interest began accruing on the first and she already had six dollars in interest I'm speechless because this is the classic bait and switch. They changed the agreement in midstream. You know, but I'm seeing a lot of that. I'll give you an example. We've had tickets to go to the John Fogarty concert. I was a big CCR fan in the day. And we were going to go. It's later this month. Um, It's in Scottsdale, but it's also on a Native American reservation, a place called Talking Stick Resort. And we called them and said, do you have to wear a face mask? Um, well, yes, you do. 
said, well, that wasn't the rules when we bought our tickets. We want our money back. And this is just how criminal people are across the board. You know, and sorry, Native Americans, a lot of you are wonderful people, but your leadership sucks. Your leadership's corrupt across the board. I don't care what reservation you're on. I don't care what tribe you are. Your leadership has sold the people out. And now they're acting like little dictator communist Democrats, and they're saying, you don't get your money back. And I'm thinking, okay, there's this little thing called small claims court. We're going to test it out. Um, I'm I'm tired of this crap. And and the IRS is doing to you, your daughter, I should say, what what, uh, the people at Talking Stick Resort on the reservation in Scottsdale are doing to us. So I'm not going to go there and sit through a three-hour concert and wear a face mask uh, and what could be, it depends on the weather. In October, you can get, you can have an uh, 85 degree night or you can have a 70 degree night. But I'm not going to go out there and sit in that kind of weather and wear a face mask for three hours outside. Outside. Oh, it sounds miserable. It sounds outside. Miserable. I know. So, yeah. uh, yeah, it, it's, it's it, crazy. Well, I, I interviewed Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer last week and, and he and Sherry Tempenny are, they're, I think he said they've already raised $400,000 to help people fight against mandates. And this is what we need to do. We That's need to awesome. overwhelm all these businesses, all these vendors, and just sue the holy hell out of them and drive them crazy and then boycott them on top of that. Yep. Yep. I mean, something something has to give. We have to figure something out because we cannot go on like this. The United States cannot go on like this. We're certainly not going to be very united. No, we're not. And and um, I, I just deliberately turned against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Um, I, I think I think at the end of the day. The people are going to have to vote with their pocketbooks. But I will tell you something that I heard. And um, Paul Preston called me last night. He likes to call me when I'm driving home from the gym in a late night workout. And um, so we had a really interesting talk. And then the topic of the um, of Trump came up. And he told me, Trump had been moved to a secure location and his sources, he said, were direct to Trump. And he didn't say, this is proprietary, don't say anything, because otherwise I wouldn't. Um, but another thing happened, too. Sarah Westall, and people need to know who Sarah Westall is if they don't. She's not only a great journalist, but she was a professor, um, University of Minnesota, um, economics, um, engineering, um, she is a technical person. She understands business. She understands finance. Her business podcast is one of the top in the country. And um, she called me on Sunday, and she's coming on my show tomorrow, tomorrow morning. And uh, she's going to talk to me about five things. And I'll let one out of the bag because it's already out there. She said that... Um, um, the banks are getting pressure, and I know this to be true now too from one of my sor- two of my sources, that the banks are being told you must shut down all banking activity within 30 minutes of our say so. That means no point of sale, no ATM, no direct walk up. Your te- your tellers cannot be in the bank. They got to go. We don't care if you've counted your money. We don't care if the truck is there. We don't care. 30 minutes and you're done, and the banks are pissed. But Biden's people are holding to this. And here's what's interesting, Daisy, and this is where I want to get into survival stuff with you. This is your this is your wheelhouse. It takes 30 minutes to shut down a major metropolitan area. Communications, in and out traffic, roadblocks, sealing off cities. And and the thing is, it's interesting, 30 minutes for the bank, 30 minutes has been accomplished in these beta drills, like in Phoenix, in, in St. Paul, Minneapolis, uh, 30 minutes. It's all the same. They're planning to lock us down because they're losing. People are waking up. And I think an extreme lockdown is coming, and they hope that they can cause us to prey on each other. So with that... I wanted to, yeah, with that, I wanted to give that to you in saying we could be within a couple of weeks of extreme desperation. Yes, 
Absolutely. And I mean, I think we're always within a couple of weeks of extreme desperation because of the just in time um, marketing system that like our grocery stores and other stores have in place. You know, they don't have the big full back storage room that everybody thinks they have or that they used to have. I mean, they used to at least have a little bit of stuff back there. But now, um, as anyone who has gone to a store knows, we have huge, giant, bare spaces. Um, a friend of mine who is a Walmart manager, I, I won't mention the state, um, said that their trucks, they're getting only 40% of what they order. Um, and a lot of times it's, it's not the exact stuff they ordered. It's just like some random replacement for it. Um, they're having trouble keeping the shelves filled. They're spreading the aisles wider to help it look like there's just a little more stuff there. Um, you know, they're putting things like one deep instead of all the way back to the, all the way back to the wall. So, I mean, these shortages are already happening. But a huge part of it is that it's being manufactured. They want us to be afraid and they want us to be desperate and kind of hand to mouth. Vaccine mandates are halting transportation and packaging. All of these ships. Can you, can are, you talk about like, how that's ha- to- Daisy, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but can you talk about how vaccine mandates are uh, halting shipping and manufacturing? Absolutely. So all of these ships filled with merchandise that are out there floating around aimlessly, not able to dock. Um, A lot of them are not able to dock because of the vaccination status of the people that work on those ships. Some of those workers have had more than six vaccines to try to comply with the different rules in different countries. Like, you know, one country says you have to have AstraZeneca. One country says you have to have Pfizer. You know, the rules are different for every single country. So these poor workers are getting all these different vaccines shot into their bodies. And it's not 100% of the people on board aren't vaccinated, then... Um, our current administration is not letting them dock. So the merchandise is there. It's just floating in the ocean and it's not getting to us. Um, people are being fired, you know, in the healthcare industry, in the transportation industry, all sorts of industries. Anyone that works for a company that has more than 100 employees, if they don't have a vaccine. They're supposed to be getting fired. So people are truck drivers who really, who do they encounter? They're driving a freaking truck. They're, they're having to get vaccinated or quit their jobs. Our soldiers are having to get vaccinated or get risk being dishonorably discharged. So all we have merchandise. It's just not getting to our stores. It's not getting to us. Hmm. And that has to be purposeful. There is no possible way that this is not deliberate. Nobody will ever convince me that we're not being starved out. That's really interesting that you're putting it that way. I think you're absolutely right. Um, it is purposeful. And and here's another end, end of it, too. It's on the service industry side of things. Um, at Yavapai Regional Medical Center, and I'm going to be starting to have some of their medical people on my show, they have a mandatory vaccine requirement. And they're being harassed. They're being verbally abused at work. They're being denied due process aspects at work. For example, they're in the rules, they're supposed to be allowed to apply for um, a, an exemption, and they won't even give them the paperwork. And and the chief doctors are very verbally abusive to them. And I've been hearing about this since I spoke up there in August. Now, um, here's the deal. 68% of them are not vaccinated. How are the people in Yavapai County going to get medically treated? And then you've got uh, here in in Phoenix, and this affects me, 
the largest employer in the whole state of Arizona is Banner Healthcare. And I get um, two shots twice a month for a condition, and it's necessary treatment for me. Otherwise, I could uh, deteriorate pretty quickly. And so I need these. It's med- medically necessary for me. But at Banner, it's I've been told by the nurses that 60% of them aren't vaccinated and are not going to be. So how am I going to be treated? How is anyone going to be treated? Uh, and it's not well, just it's just it's not there. It's 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 it everywhere. Well, what they're doing in New York State, um, their new governor has um, activated the National Guard to fill healthcare positions. So they're going to fill our hospitals with soldiers, basically. Yeah, that's how uh, we're yeah, going to get medical care. Sorry to be graphic, and but ain't no soldier going to take my rectal temperature. Right. And try saying no to a vaccine as, you know, a mom with a little kid who's in the emergency room. Try saying no when your kid has 105 fever. Yeah. Like, and and a bunch of soldiers are pressuring you and saying, we're not going to take care of your child who's having a seizure right now unless you get this vaccine. I know. I know. Think of the pressure that could be applied it's obscene and you know if people want to get a vaccine i fully support their right to do that and some people feel that they should get a vaccine because of their health conditions or the health conditions of someone they love and that is not my decision it's not my business i will never say oh you shouldn't get that because that is your body and your personal decision but your right stop where mine begins. Yeah, exactly. You are so on the money. Hold that thought right there. We're going to come back and start there. We're speaking with Daisy Luther from the Organic Prepper, and towards the end, we'll tell you how you can follow her really good work. But first, I wanted to let you know, folks, you're hearing about shortages, and this isn't hyperbole. I don't care what show you're turning in today. If the guest and the host have any sense of what's going on and know anything about history, they're saying the same things we're saying on this show. So I want to start with um i'm going to start with food um you need food water guns gold ammo natural medicine and tools and that's just the first layer and that's not even complete for the first layer but it's a good start and we offer storable food here and we're not claiming it's organic but it is it is nutritious it will sustain you uh, but it's not organic and people say well dude that's not organic well we're not claiming it is but it's an emergency that's what we're doing and you're saying, well, does it taste good? Yeah, it does. Does it taste pretty good? Uh, is it expensive? Well, not if you order in 90-day packages. And you say, what does that mean? 90-day package means that we have an emergency kit you can bug out with. Uh, and and uh, it, it's 90 days, $100 off. It's a really good price. It's one of the best in the industry. And you're saying... Well, well, what if I need more than 90 days? How about you buy 90 days, 90 days, 90 days, 100 off, 100 off, 100 off. Get the idea? It works. 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day, and diversity in the food. And here's where a lot of people go wrong. They want to shop in bulk, so they get all this canned food at their store. They're not buying balanced meals. They're buying what's in bulk. They're buying what they like. And they end up with unbalanced meals. And you won't get that with this product. And that's what I really like about it. Go to preparewithdave.com. And and I'm telling you, folks, when hyperinflation hits, and we're there, we're right on the cusp, the buying of your prepping material is probably over. And also, too, when the government decides to drop the hammer, they're going to seize control of all food. They're going to seize control of just about anything they can do to sustain your life so they can control you. So now is the time. Preparewithdave.com. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. And one more thing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I never used to be a believer in sat phones until I woke up and looked at the issue. And the issue is this. they, When they shut us down, 
they will take down all communications. Now, I don't live in a metropolitan area, but I live outside of a metropolitan area. But we frequently go into that metropolitan area for business or for school or whatever. So what if I have family members scattered to the four winds? How would I communicate with them if they've taken down communications? Sat phones are almost impossible to take down because the government would have to take down a lot of their own communications too. And they haven't refined the art of how to do this. And this is the one standalone. You say, well, Dave, you could have a CB or you could have this and that. You're right. You're right. How many people have those things now? Sat phones are easier. I pay one-fourth the cost in my sat phone than I do for my cell phone bill. And I love this company. Absolutely love them. They're, they're developing a system of text alerts for the news. You can communicate with a bunch of people by text on on these phones now. The, the next generation of technology is here. And how do you find out more? Call call them They're very friendly 855-980-5830 855-980-5830 and tell them dave hodges of the common sense show sent you well we're talking right along these lines with one of the experts in the country if not internationally daisy luther and she's an expert on helping people prepare for those dark days and she's not out there sounding the alarm on a daily basis like someone like myself or steve quayle or paul preston or my other colleagues in this business she just very matter of fact and just saying if you really want to be prepped you need to be doing certain things so daisy along the lines of the alarms we've raised here um what do people really need to be doing right now in your opinion Well, let's talk about the shortages. The first thing I want to say is right now, um, everybody says that we're seeing massive shortages. Um, I want people to think about this, though. Our version of shortages is everyday life for other countries. I spent the last three years outside the United States, mostly. And in most of those places, they didn't have a whole aisle of all different brands of laundry soap. They had maybe two or three brands. If you went to the meat counter, you could buy whole chicken or you could buy chicken breast. You could buy ground beef or you could buy a roast. And you cut things up yourself if you wanted stew meat or strips for fajitas or something like that. Now, I'm not saying our situation is ideal, but it's a lot more positive to look at it as a different way of life than, oh, no, we're about to starve. So that's the first thing I want people to fix in their minds. We're living differently, but that doesn't mean we're going to starve. There are still options. Now, these options may not last a long time, but for now we do have these options and we can take advantage of them. So don't go and look at those bare shelves and let it freak you out. Just think we're living a little bit differently now. Um, Because your mindset has a lot to do with how well you will get through everything that's coming. So first things first, you should stock up now on what you can. They're already starting to ration. It's only going to get worse. You can only buy at certain stores, like I believe Aldi is rationing, and I believe Walmart is rationing. You can only buy like two things of toilet paper, four cans of each item, two bags of rice, stuff like that. So if you are needing to buy food, if you're able to afford it, you need to get on that before the rationing becomes worse and before they start registering you when you go in to purchase things and uh, tracking your purchases. So stock up on what you can. And, you know, like Dave was just saying, I, I'm i all about organic food and healthy living, but we are not in that situation right now. We are not in our everyday situation where we can make our green juice from our organic goodies every single morning. We are in a situation that things are about to get really, really bad, and you need to get your hands on what you can get your hands on. No, it may not be organic. It may not be the highest quality. Just get what you can. That's number one. Number two, you need to do what you can to be self-reliant. So we're all in different situations. A lot of us don't live out in the country. I currently live in a metropolitan area of about 2 million people. Um, My daughter is here um, 
because of an educational opportunity. And when I came back to the States, I settled here for a few months. So I can't grow a huge garden, but I've got pictures on my website and I send out photos on my um, Sunday newsletter of my little patio garden. I've gotten all sorts of stuff from this little garden. I've got food drying the old fashioned way, hanging on racks in my little apartment kitchen. And I am growing a winter garden inside. I've got herbs, I've got greens, I'm doing sprouts. So don't think that you can only be self-reliant if you live on a farm. Like there are all different ways to be self-reliant. And if you don't live on a farm, if you don't have room in your yard for a garden or goats or chickens or whatever, then you need to start nurturing relationships with people who do. Start acquiring things more locally. The food you acquire locally is something that you may be able to continue to acquire. But by building relationships, you're going to be first in line when they've got stuff to sell or trade later. Mm, that's really good advice. I like the idea of building alliances. Um, almost, you can almost do, I forget, uh, well, a cooperative. That is the term that comes to mind for yeah. me. You, you want, you're talking about people Absolutely. building cooperatives. I have this resource and you have that one, so let's work together. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, for me, I can, I can't, certainly cannot raise all of my food here in a 600 square foot apartment, but I'm doing what I can and I'm supplementing that, um, you know, less nutritious stuff with freshly grown things that I'm growing in my windowsill. Now, how well will it do? I'm not really sure. We'll, I'll, I'll tell you more about that at the end of the year when I see how much I'm able to produce inside. I started keeping track of it because there are so many people in an urban or suburban situation who aren't able to do the self-reliance thing, the homestead, but there are still things you can do. So that's the entire reason that I chose to live in the city instead of outside of the city. I wanted to see what I could do within the city. Wow. It's um, hard to believe it's come to this. Um, Isn't it? Yeah. Now, I know that you really get into the organic and how to grow stuff in your home and... and, um, you're kind of like the domestic Martha Stewart in that regard, um, where that's meant to be a compliment. I, she has a show on HGN. The gun toting Martha. <laughs> yeah, I love her. But anyway, I, um, um, I'm wondering too. Do you give any consideration to home defense and things like that? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Um, like if you can't protect it, you don't really own it. Um. I have different kinds of alarms that I have installed myself. You know, when you live in an apartment building, you don't have the only key to your house. Um, There's maintenance people, or, or when you rent at all. So all of my doors are reinforced with secondary locks that, I mean, one of them is just like a wedge under the door that has a really, really shrill alarm. Um... But it would be difficult for somebody to just, like, quietly slip inside my house with that on, even if they do have a key. So I like to think about all the different ways that somebody might come in. There are some things that I don't have control over. I don't have control over my windows um, and, and my exterior doors to the extent that I would like. It's not something I can go and replace because I'm a renter. Um But I can get plywood and keep it under my bed and pull it out if I ever need to. And I can, you know, at least kind of close us in. I have a dog who weighs 120 pounds who's more than happy to, you know, have someone for lunch that comes through my door. Oh, my. And that just buys extra time for me. What kind of dog is it? You know, he's a great Pyrenees. That'll do. He was our farm dog when we lived in California. So we retired him 
um, when we moved to Virginia for my daughter's education. And now he he is, um, I mean, more of a pet now. He's an older dog, but he is still extremely protective. Oh, I can imagine. And how many square feet did you say your apartment is? 600. And what are, are you on a lower floor or a higher floor? I'm on a lower floor because yeah, my dog, he won't, he won't get in the elevator. Um, and I really don't want to go up and down four flights of stairs every time he has to go outside. Yeah, okay, that, that makes perfect it's sense. It's good for me, but I don't want to do it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it would no. It probably be better for me, but... <laughs> That makes I'm too lazy for that. And yeah, he won't get in that elevator for love or money. We managed to shove him in once with me pulling and someone else pushing, and he was absolutely petrified. He hated it. Like he grew up outside on the farm. He he wants nothing to do with elevators. When we walk past it in the hallway, he makes this giant wide circle so he can't be <laughs> yanked in there again. <laughs> I know. We have three, and they're just like kids. They're like little yes, children. They, yes, they're, they're, I, but the reason I asked I you about your dogs. location in, uh, in your building, you don't want to be high up in an apartment because of the fire danger and other things. Exactly, exactly. Like, um, second or third floor is, is pretty reasonable. Um, you can get... Uh, I think the company is KID, K-I-D-D. They have emergency ladders that you can hook to your window, but you can only get those for up to three stories. And so if you do live in an upper, I mean, heck, if I lived on the ninth floor, I'd still get one because I'd rather fall from the sixth floor than the ninth floor. Yeah, that's true. If I you know had to leap <laughs> i really don't want to leap anywhere but like I, i've done enough beating myself up in my misspent youth you know with sports and all that kind of stuff but um yeah i i like being on lower floors for that reason for fire and you know it's just also it's cooler in um the summer like if the power goes out if you're on a, a high floor and the power goes out oh you're just going to be miserable in the summer um, on a lower floor you might not be exactly comfortable but it's going to be a lot more pleasant hmm. that's um, it is interesting how we're breaking this down so let, let's talk about home gardening What, what can if there are, people are in a confined space or they're in a cold weather mm-hmm. climate say like Minnesota what can they do well um all summer, well, not all summer. I didn't move here until the end of July. Um, then I purchased plants that were already growing. Usually I would start from seed, but there was definitely no time for that. Um, so I had on my patio tomatoes, um, summer squash, all sorts of herbs, three different kinds of lettuce. You know, it's not a ton of food, but it's something. Um, you know, I didn't, I haven't bought lettuce for months, like since I've been here, since it's been producing. Um, inside, I now have brought in all of my herbs. My basil plant is more like a basil tree. Um, so I'm about to cut all that de- back so that I can start drying it and regrowing it. Um, you can grow a lot of things inside if you have a sunny window. Um, you can also sprout if you can keep your apartment warm enough to sprout. Um, and that's going to depend on, you know, what kind of heat you have and whether or not it's financially feasible for you to keep it warm enough for sprouting. It doesn't have to be like tropical, but you need to be above 70. Yeah, but that's, as long as you have home heating, you know, it's true. But assuming that that doesn't go away, if that doesn't go away and you're not in the middle of winter, um, you're going to be able to do these things. Let me ask you this question. If the food Uh supplies were shut down to your city, and your city was one of the Uh ones isolated, do you have enough to sustain yourself? For at least six months. And I don't necessarily mean storable food. I mean, based on what you're growing. Oh, no, absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. Um, I can only grow, I would say, 300 calories a day inside. Like, you, you just simply, you can't grow, um, like, high-calorie things like potatoes and stuff inside. What's the highest calorie item that you can grow inside? Oh, gosh. You know, that is not a question that I have ever thought about. Um, I can't really think of anything that is high calorie that you can grow inside. Now, there may be people who are better gardeners than I who have an answer for that. I'm really going more for the fresh greens because that's super easy to grow and it adds a lot of nutrition, especially if you're using mostly storable food. Having a little mm-hmm. bit of, having adding some fresh greens is going to boost your nutrition and help keep you healthier. But as so, far as high calorie goes, you're not going to be able to do that inside. So what you need to do then for yourself is to store high calorie food. Exactly, exactly. And thinking about it in terms of calories is really important. On one of my websites, thefrugalite.com, um, one of our writers, Aiden, um, did a $20 calorie challenge. And it was how much, shel- how many calories can you get shelf-stable for 20 bucks at Walmart, Aldi, store of your choice? And give yourself a reasonably balanced, set of meals and it was pretty interesting you know everybody came up with different things people um who didn't go to the store to do it used like the walmart app and you know loaded a shopping cart and added it up that way but it's a really good mental exercise so you need to think in terms of calories that's so uh, you know i never had considered that until you brought it up that is um, another reason why when you're when you're dealing in storable food, you can't worry if it's gourmet or, or uh, the top of the line nutrition. You you've got to store what's going to sustain your life. Yeah, and the, that ship unfortunately has sailed. Getting um, you know the highest quality of everything that is just it's just not possible right now. I'm not saying it won't be possible in the future or that. If you live in a farming community, you can't get good quality food, but you really need to be prepared for that possibility. Wow, this <laughs> this is not good. I mean, there, there's a lot here that is concerning. No, it's, not. Um, it's yeah, definitely. Um, another article that I have on, on my organic prepper website is just pictures of how in this small space how i've stored as much as i've stored like i've relied a lot on store-bought canned goods because i wanted to build a stockpile quickly you know i've been out of the country i had to get furniture and food and all that kind of stuff for my apartment and you know because it's a small apartment i didn't need much furniture just like a sofa and a bed and that kind of stuff but I spent most of my my money that I was spending getting settled in on groceries. So I got lots and lots of canned goods. I got, of course, beans and rice and all of that. But you also need to think about the amount of power it takes to prepare your food. If all you've got is rice and dried beans and you know a few little additions to that dried beans have to be cooked for a long freaking time like we're talking three or four hours most of the time even if you soak it they've they've still got to be cooked for a long time so are you going to be able to have the power to do that like the when i say power i mean like the electricity or gas or whatever so don't only get these things that are that take a long time to prepare. Make sure you have some things that you can just add boiling water to and some things that don't need to be cooked at all. Like it's not gourmet, like Dave said, but even a can of Chef Boy RD ravioli 
you can eat that cold right out of the can. It's not going to be delicious, but it's going to keep you fed and give you some calories and nutrients to get you through. That's really interesting. Do you know, and you may not know this, but um, I was thinking about soldiers. Do you know what they put in meals ready to eat, what they call the MREs? Um, I honestly don't know a whole lot about them. I know okay. they constipate you and taste terrible, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't really know a whole lot about them. Uh, the buckets of food, like you were talking about, those are a really, really good purchase if people can afford it. Um, you know, your idea about buying 90 days here, 90 days there is a fantastic idea. However, if you can't swing that right now, then you need to be stocking up what you can at the grocery store. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it's not going to be I balanced. Have, that's, know, that's the big thing. It will not be it's balanced. Not. It's not. It's not. And, you know, we're not looking at a perfect world scenario, unfortunately. No, I know. No, you're right. So I have got, I can I can give you a general rundown of what I have. I have a lot of crackers. I have, I have a lot of no-cooked food because my stove here, I'm renting. My stove here is electric. If the power goes out, I will be having to just use my barbecue on the patio um, for anything that I cook because I won't be able to cook indoors. Um, so I've got lots of canned goods, fruits, vegetables, canned <clears throat> soup, chili, um, canned pasta meals. I mean, they're not delicious or ideal, but it's better than nothing. Sure. And it does give me some fruits and veggies. I've got, um, I buy in bulk those pouches of pre-cooked rice. Now, I put those back. They last about a year. I put them back for times that I can't cook. So if the power to go, were to go out here, I'm not going to immediately start out, you know, using my survival supplies. I've got three different levels of supplies. I've got stuff to eat right now. I've got stuff to eat in the interim. And then I've got my long-term stuff, which is the bucket. So the stuff to eat right now is what's in my fridge and my freezer, the things that will go bad. Second, I've got, you know, my canned goods, uh, my pouches of rice, my canned beans in case I can't cook my dried beans. And then after that, then I've got my buckets. So it's just kind of a, a stair-step progression. And, that, and, and you cover how to do that a lot on your uh, website with you and your guest writers. It's a fantastic yeah. site. In fact, let's talk about that for a minute here. Let's talk about how people can follow you. You're the organic prepper, but let's, let's sure. get, give them a little more detail. Um, my website is theorganicprepper.com, and my other website is thefrugalite.com. So I have both of those. One focuses just on frugal living. It is more, it's, it's not exactly prepper oriented. Um, it's like prepper light and I'm trying to gently nudge people over to the other website, um, you know, from there, but it's a good starting point for people who think preppers are crazy. Um, the organic prepper, we cover current events and how they might affect us or our food supply or our personal liberties. Um, as well as how to deal with those problems. We, it's, it's solution oriented. We try not to just bring up the problem. We also try to provide you with solutions. Um, all of my PDF books can be found on learn.theorganicprepper.com and we have a name your price pricing policy on that um, you can pay as little as a dollar a book if that's all you can afford or you can pay a little bit more to help out the website if you can swing a little bit more we've got tons of books and courses over there and we're adding more all the time we've got an herbal medicine course coming up a burn care and a wound care <clears throat> it's interesting Bob Griswold just mentioned burn care the other day when I was talking to him well we're just about out of time and I just wanted to thank you for coming on but uh, ladies and gentlemen listen we only scratched the surface in this interview I mean just a tiny little nick uh, you need to go to the organicprepper.com and frugalite.com uh, great sites and uh, listen I really appreciate you coming on Daisy it's always a pleasure 
I am always happy to come on the air with you. Thanks, Daisy. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you back here in the next show. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.